and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway, once again. And guys, today's episode is not just about Halo. We're going to be talking about Microsoft's other big first person or third person, I guess, franchise, that being Gears of War. Both these franchises at one point at one point were incredibly successful and they're they're both incredibly competitive, but recently things have been changing for both the titles. They don't quite have the same relevance that they used to. So what needs to change? What's the factor? What's the state of esports for both these titles? I brought on the perfect individual to talk about both of these things. That would be Veli from Gears of War. This man is a host of Gears at UGC. He's a host of Gears on the official Gears channel. I'm excited to bring Veli onto the show. Yo, what is going on? It's good to see What's you again, up? Alex. How's it going, I, I, we, dude? It's going well. We, we met for the first time for everybody out yeah. there. We met for the first time in Toronto. We both had an event. I had Gears and Alex was there for Call of Duty. When I yeah. saw him, I was like, yo, this this, this is the Halo guy. And I got so excited, man. But thanks for having me on. <laughs> man, yo, okay. I got to say, it's always kind of like almost awkward bumping into people that you know online, that you see in, in events. So the first thing I got to say is just thank you so much for going out of your way and being a bro, man. Like you came up, you gave me a high five, you treated <laughs> Treat me like, yeah, you just you treat me We're like we've known each other for so long. You're like family, man. I, I love that. I, I like I respect that. That immediately broke the ice. And then like all I want to do is just talk to you and catch up and make sure I had you on a future episode. Now, man, Veli, one right. thing I gotta say, and this is like unrelated, but I don't know how you prefer the Skype chat. Guys, by the way, uh Veli, if you don't already know, he, he hosts <laughs> dude, I'm I'm looking at Skype right now on my screen. I have no idea what I'm looking at. Hopefully it's good for you, but Valley hosts the uh, the UGC Gears of War show on the flank. You guys got to check that out if you don't check it out already yeah. on Twitch.tv. Just keep following UGC. It's on Mondays, right? When does it take place? Mondays at eight Eastern. Eight Eastern, and you you run Skype chat for for yes. your interviews, and we we run some other thing like uh, the vid. website. Yeah, yeah, well, I can't even remember, but it's some random website. But honestly, I'm on Skype, and I, I don't even know how to explain to you guys what I'm looking at right now. Veli, I see you on the left-hand side of my screen, and then on the right-hand <laughs> side of my screen, I see me and you on the right-hand side, like half of me and half of you, and it's purple. Yeah. The color is completely it's off. Purple. It's like constantly changing colors. It's just that, That's your computer, it's, man. It's, that's it's, my it's computer. It's out. I don't know. We're going to have to We'll fi figure it out next time. But I, regardless, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I see. It's what you guys, the viewers, see as long as it looks good on your end. But uh, but man, you have accomplished a lot in Gears of War. You're, you're a desk analyst. I got to say I'm jealous. I would love to be like a desk host <laughs> and analyst yeah. and uh, and casting. So, so how did you get into everything? Because I know you're a big Halo fan as well. You used to love Halo. Where did it all begin for you? How did you get into what you're doing now? Okay, so it all began for me when I first got my Xbox. I got Halo 1 with it. Everybody knows that Christmas. When Xbox yeah. came out, we all got Halo 1 with it. No idea what Halo was. Never saw a commercial. Um, right. Played the hell out of it. And um, I, I, was, I was a hardcore Rainbow Six and Halo player when it came to online. But then when Gears of War came out, Gears of War captured my heart. Gears 1. And I, I never looked back. Never looked back. I, I came back to Halo 3. And it's a funny story. If they're watching, I swear I'm not lying. Look at Ace's montage, and it will prove this for real. Really? I actually scrimmed with Flame Sword, and I actually told him I wanted to stick to Gears of War. Dumbest decision I've ever made in my life. But yeah, so um, I, so you I, had I that experience grinding. with some of the best players. And yes, you, I, yep. I did. Yeah. Washi sent me a friend request one time, and it was it was crazy. Yeah. And and so for people out there are like, oh, he's full of shit. Ghost Ayami was my Gears of War coach. Okay. So it all worked out that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been playing Gears of War. I was a professional gamer back in 07 and 08. 
Um, I've hung around the scene, and now I'm a host. I know so much about the game and the players, and it just feels natural being up there. I love it. You say that that's what you prefer in the end of the day is just being up there as a host. It's like you're you're beyond the games now. Are you still gaming every day? You because I'm, I'm torn between day. both. I I am gaming constantly. It's hard to stop gaming and and also be a host. And the more you game and the more yep. you like analyze these games, you have a high expectation for yourself because you're constantly yep. watching the best players play. So I'll game and I'll get <laughs> tilted so often because I'm like, why am I not a god yet? You know, like what's going on, man? So. So I, I feel you where it's like in the end, you know, we, we have our, our specialties. And I think, you know, being a host, yes. being an analyst, it just feels right. I just wish I could yeah. do both. You know, I'm learning uh, right now, man. It, it sucks yeah. because being a professional gamer and playing competitively for a decade, you, you can't play games casually anymore. Like I have to compete. There's times where I go to events to host or cast and I sit there and I say, damn, I want to play. It, it, yeah. it hurts, man, but I love it. I yeah. love it. You just you watch hype games and you you want to be able to play, like just jump on. That's yeah. why I always bring a controller, dude. I always am ready to go. <laughs> no cases. And dude, no, no, you have to. You have to. I bring an Xbox controller and I bring a GameCube controller because there's always melee Smash. at every event that I go to. So Smash Melee. Yes. You gotta play. The fact so, that you said melee over the others, I love you. We're best friends <laughs> for now on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for melee, I'm a hardcore purist. For Halo, yeah. it's it's an interesting story. A lot a lot's been happening. Rest, that's what we're going to talk about as well. I think it conveniently brings us in here. So I I used to be a Gears guy as well. Okay. Uh, and one thing I got to say is that first experience with Gears of War was uh, it was unlike anything else. Like Gears of War is it's it's in its own category. It's like it yeah. paved the way for just like how Halo 1 paved the way for first person shooters, like twin stick first person shooters. There there was like nothing at the time that was quite like Halo. Right. With Gears of War, there was not a cover-based shooter that was in any way similar to Gears of War. It just it, it was like it was light years ahead of its time. It was so gritty, so brutal. There was a chainsaw on your gun so i used to be i used to be a huge gears guy um, but one explode. thing about your yeah, bodies explode <laughs> <laughs> and and one thing about gears though is is while it was popular it never really had the same popularity as halo like halo was always kind of the star of the show especially in the esports events like everybody was looking at halo gears wasn't quite yeah. as large but recently things have been changing if you guys go and you check the twitch vods i'm sure a lot of halo fans have been noting that noticing <laughs> this as well is halo has under the viewership of gears of war gears of wars you know average viewership is is trumping halo in every single event even the 2ks and the individual streamers are getting pretty great viewership i mean in comparison to halo so i'm wondering what's going on there is it the fact that like competitive halo is kind of been lacking because i think that that might be part of it because we're kind of on the out as far as halo yeah. 5 goes we're in the middle of two you know we're, we're moving over to halo 3 so competitive's on a hiatus or is gears doing something right like is gears on on an incline or is it on a decline what do you think of gears esports right now you know what it is is it's, it's quite simple man so gears of war it has its own niche there, there's no other yeah. third person shooter competitively out there especially a game that's as gory as gears of war so gears right. war is going to have that strong fan base so we get you know twenty thousand plus every major event um but at our highest end, we reached 60,000, and that was at the New Orleans event with Halo. Halo, right. uh, I watch Halo because Halo is still in my heart. I mm. feel like Halo's in a weird scenario. Whenever we talk about viewership, we're gonna have to look at the facts. Um, yeah. Halo really, gameplay-wise, mechanically, is not what it used to be. And so a lot of players have moved on to other games like Call of Duty. And so mm. the viewership that Halo used to have when Halo was the king of console, it's now starting to shift towards Call of Duty because that's where it's at. 
But sure. I, you, I have to give a shout out to the people that are still sticking around and playing Halo because you never know how big the next game is going to be. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying it's like Gears seems to maintain its own individual identity that hasn't really yeah. changed over time, but Halo's identity is a little more ambiguous these days yes. to people who are on the outside. Um, so, so would you say then Gears is kind of on the upswing right now? Are things looking good for Gears Esports? There's, I'm sure there's, there's a lot that can be done, right? Because that's kind of the theme. Yeah. That we're gonna go over. Yeah. Yeah. Gear, Gears is kind of on the upswing because is is coming towards the end of Gears Four, so things huh. are starting to slow down just a little. You're starting to notice it, but right. the the viewership is still remaining consistent with what we're used to, and you know we're like Halo. We're you know, game is is done now. The new game is going to be coming out soon, so things are I starting wish. to slow down. But <laughs> we have no idea. When the next game's <laughs> no, yeah, out. Halo Halo Infinite is going to come out in five years from now. So who knows? Tupac oh might Tupac so, might come back when Halo comes back. So hey. All right, all right. So now now we're just telling lies to the the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So so yeah, that kind of makes me think about you know the today's theme for the discussion is I I wanted to talk about both these franchises, both of these franchises, the biggest franchises for first party franchises for Xbox, uh, and they they both had huge popularity at one point, but now they don't quite have that. So so let's talk a bit about this state of these games and and what can we do? What do these games need? I guess to to propel them into success in the future with the future titles. We got Gears Gears Five, we've got Halo Infinite on the horizon. Yeah. So the first thing I want to just like knock out of the way because I feel like this is the the, the most no brainer thing that these titles need uh, to reach out to these audiences is uh, they need to be on PC. It needs PC integration. So the first category I have is accessibility. The more accessible the game is to play, the more people will play it, and the more popularity inevitably, right? So Gears is already kind of on PC though. How does that work? Has that helped Gears at all, would you say? I would say no, to be quite honest. Competitively, right. no. It is not that. Um, PC can help with most games, but I feel like in order for Halo to get help, you're going to have to look at what's happening right now. You're going to have to take a look at everything that's happening all around you. And Gears War has been dealing with the same thing. So Gears 1, slightly different than Gears 2, drastically different than Gears 3, another game compared to Gears 4. So we have had people come and go in between these titles because it's not the same and it's not what they liked. Um, right. That's the reason why I didn't play in Gears 2. And take a look at Halo. Mm -hmm. The switch from Halo 1 to 2 wasn't bad at all. You know, the, the fundamentals were there. Halo 3, fundamentals were there, you know. But when you get past that, Halo Reach, Halo 5, um, the boost and everything, it's not the same. So when that happens, you, you, you start to kill off your, your loyal fan base that's been there since day one. And when you lose right. that fan base, um, it's going to be hard to regain other fans as an FPS and console when you're competing with Call of Duty. So... Yeah. The, the object is to really hold on to the people that's been there forever, that's been holding Halo down when Halo was the king of gaming. So what happens? UGC. Shout out to UGC the GOAT. Um, yeah. They brought back Halo 3. Halo mm. 3 has been booming lately. My timeline on Twitter, all you see are Halo 3 clips. You see the pros talking about it. The legends are coming back. Flamesword yeah. coming out with an optic Halo team. Like, yeah. it, Halo's back now. So when <clears> you're a developer... Yeah, it's cool to add in, you know, your twist to Halo and Gears of War and whatnot, but don't you dare change the fundamentals of the game that made people fall in love with it. Because once you do that, you destroy your loyal fan base, and it's going to be hard to recoup from that when you're competing against, you know, Call of Duty. Right, right. Uh, so many things I need to say now. That Okay, 
first of all, uh, UGC, Brain shout out to UGC. By the way, guys, I didn't even say it in the beginning of the video, but we're giving away a free pass to the Halo 3 4 before at the end of this this, this stream here. So, so stick around, guys. There it is. There's the graphic. I totally missed it. My bad, Tony. But guys, this is a big deal, okay? If you're watching right now, you're participating in the discussion. Thank you for being a part of this, but also know that you have an opportunity to win a pass at the end of the show. All you got to do is stick around. I'm going to give out the code, and you can enter it in, and you can grab yourself a free pass to what looks like the hottest Halo <laughs> event we've seen in years right now. I mean, it is. You know, Veli's already talking about it. Everybody's talking about it on Twitter. We've got, like, are we at 128? I think we're at 128. If not, we're like right almost That's there. That's insane. But yeah, but look at that. You can see that on screen right there. So we've got we've got more passes sold than any HCS event. This is amazing. Uh, now, as far as how how things have changed from game to game. Now, I agree yeah. with you in some ways, but also you're kind of getting ahead of me a little bit too. I want to talk about that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's the gameplay. Well, first, first, I just wanted to kind of look at like, because PC, Gears is on PC, right? But yes. people aren't really playing it competitively on PC. Just, is it oh. hard to play Gears on PC? Is it just like not ideal? Have, have you, is that it's like- It's way easier. It's, it's easier, easier, so? But people just aren't just, playing it. Is it like the Windows Store? Is that what's limiting things? Because I know that it's only on the Windows Store. It's part of like a Play Anywhere program. But like people are using Steam. People are using other, you know, areas as far as like playing games. They're using other other programs. So is that what's limiting the audience? Because you think like expanding it over to PC, more people would play it. And then Halo should yeah. adopt that mentality. Halo should be on PC. But is it because of the Windows Store? Is it like, like what is it about the Gears PC inclusion that didn't really give it like the kick that we were looking for is what I was asking well, first. In, in regards to competitive, because I can't speak about overall, um, you know, activity of Gears PC, it's just yeah. the culture. The culture created for Gears competitively has always been console. So right. when you try to bring that culture to a new platform, it's going to be quite hard. Gears right. 1 PC had, you know, some clans here and there. But it's not the norm. And if it's not the norm, it's going to be hard to grow that in a grassroots type of environment. That's and Gears point. is like, Gears 4 and UE was kind of grassrooty when it came to the competitive scene. So just coming off to something new is going to be quite difficult. It's like you doing this show um, for a year straight, and all of a sudden you want to do it on Mixer under another name. You're not going to get the same viewership as the last show, you know, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but it makes me think like, so you're, you're totally right. There's a culture, there's a, like a, a scene that's built up specifically on console. Yeah. So when it goes on to PC, it doesn't like, the, you know, everybody's on console. Even the PC players playing it are like, oh, this is a console game. Like, I don't really feel almost like, you know, not part of that community. But maybe that means that there needs to be a mode or something implemented in the game that's more specific to PC gamers. For example, Call of Duty mm -hmm. hit this. They hit this perfectly because Call of Duty is, is competitive on console, but Blackout the big yeah. open world or the you know the battle royale mode is is popping off on PC. Yeah. It's almost as if it was designed for PC players to play it. So maybe it's like not only does it need to be on PC, but maybe Gears needs a mode and Halo needs a mode that that includes yeah. the PC community and says, hey, this is where you guys can play and and enjoy this game. And the competitive console side still work. exists. Still right. So now I'm wondering like maybe Gears needs something because I think Halo. We already talked about this. Halo would benefit yeah. from having a battle royale mode, assuming that mode doesn't <sighs> retract from uh, the other core modes. How sick would a battle yes. royale be? In Halo 5, if they got the lore right and they, they introduced, like, there's so much happening. Dodging four shots <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be, be fun. Like, balancing, <laughs> it would be fun. Balancing would be a little weird, too, if you just four shot people. Like, I, I don't know how, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, even in Fortnite, people drop quick, you know? Like, it, it's, yeah. you know, it's all about getting things right. But I think that's the biggest thing is, like, inclusion on PC, that needs to be there. Accessibility is so important. But also, there needs to be something in the game that says, hey, this... 
was built with PC in mind. This we didn't just throw yeah. it over. This is like this is for everybody on all of these platforms. So a, a battle royale mode, I don't know how that would work in Gears. I haven't even considered in, that. In Gears, I don't know, <laughs> free for all maybe, but Halo, it, it would yeah. be kick ass. It would be kick ass. Halo, it, yeah, I think there's no denying that it would be kick ass. So now we get into gameplay. Okay, so gameplay, you kind of touched on this. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Versus change with the objective of innovation. And evolve. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Versus change, yeah. innovate, and evolve. Right. So what do we need to see here? Because I personally, looking into gears, I would say that they've adopted more of an "if it ain't broke, don't fix it" mentality in their approach to these titles. Like, yes, things have changed. Things, and you would say they're wildly different. And in some ways, I'm sure, like if they had the, the new the new melee system where you like mantle over cover, you kick the guy, you can yeah. stab him. Nobody really does that, though. I don't think. Yeah, those those uh, are the small things. It's right. Move, there's, move. There's we, we battle with Halo battles, though. Hmm? We 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 go through the same fight that the the OG Halo guys are fighting right now. Just right. movement, so that, just speed of the game, and all. Right. So you think it's is it like slow or is it too fast? Is it? it it's gotten too fast. Games are really. I I want to I want to I want to call it the Call of Duty effect because uh -huh. about six years ago, eight years ago, there's even articles about it from um PC developers where. They're saying that, you know, the Call of Duty effect has ruined some games though and shooters because a lot of developers, PC and console, they're starting to speed up gameplay and make it faster and just this wildly crazy casual because they think that it appeals to a wide audience like Call of Duty does. But Call of Duty right. is the only Call of Duty out there. But when you try to take Halo and, and speed things up, it's going to make people like, you know, Washington them say, hey, I'm, why, why is he turbo boosting away from a four shot? Like, that's, that's yeah. not real. And in Gears of War, you know, if if I catch you out of position and I'm gonna punish you by by taking you down in two shots, you're able to speed out of here while bouncing like a little crackhead. Then it's <laughs> you sit there like, dude, like yeah. you made a mistake. Why 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 are you rewarded for it? So that that's just the mechanics and the speed of the game. Um, definitely has sped up for both series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. A good point. I like. I totally see where you're coming from. But when I played Gears, one of the biggest things that I loved about Gears was the wall bounce. Like that was kind yeah. of how I was able to be like to individualize myself as a gamer. In Gears Three, it had something called the hyper bounce. If you guys don't know, you could bounce so insanely fast. There was no cap on the speed. As fast as you press that A button, you could continue yeah. bouncing. So you would hyper bounce. You'd go circles around people. Um, and and that was was what was exciting for me. So when Gears Four came around and they had the invisible cooldown on the bounce. I couldn't get into it. I ended up jumping ship and, and getting more into Halo because I, yeah. I don't know, I just felt like Gears didn't really have like what what was exciting about me. I love movement. I love fast, high-speed movement in games. So it's interesting when you say that it's like, okay, well, if a player makes a mistake, they deserve to be punished for that mistake, right? Yeah. But it's like, you're you're correct, but at the same time, there's like, when you have fast games, they add this extra layer where it's like, yes, you deserve to be punished, but if that player is so insanely good at the mechanics, if they can level up like Super Saiyan, power level over 9,000, they can escape a situation where they probably should have died, but only if they're really good. You know what I right. mean? That's what I think is exciting, because I think like Melee, for example, which you were saying is a game that that you know everybody they they absolutely it's love moving. it. That's the game in, in Smash Bros. It's insane movement. You can make like yes, Melee. You get punished so hard for every little mistake that you make. But it's like Melee. If you're so incredibly technical, sometimes yeah. you could get out of situations that you shouldn't like realistically get out of. Well, if, with Fox, if you shine enough times, 
and hit that yeah. that nair at the right time, then you you know you break out of a situation that you might not have been able to just because you're just so technical in that one moment. But yes, you you still get punished for you. So I think there's like kind of a balance of the two where they can't go too far, they yeah. can't stray too far away from what makes that game what it is. But but having those elements is exciting too because it it pushes people to to I guess go past their limits and and really yeah. takes a focus on individual skill in those crucial moments rather than like a chess game where it's like oh I I was right here I get the kill you die yeah you know? I, I like so, the chess game though so I mean yeah it's different strokes for different folks and yeah. that's that's why I like the sword gameplay because it actually encourages people to think um, Woody in the chat he said take a look at Mickwin's um, flag run clip. I saw it I about 30 times today. So sick. None of that yeah. would have ever happened if we were able to boost out of the way. Like, right. it, it wouldn't have happened. It would, just well, would have been difficult. It would have been crazy. Yeah. What's actually kind of cool about Mickwin's clip, and it would be cool if we could play it. Tony, I don't know if you're able to find it and throw it up. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, but, oh, you don't have it. Damn. Okay. One thing about the clip that I thought was really cool is he was taking advantage of the ceiling above yes. him on that base to purposely bounce his head off the roof so he could fall faster. Those are little yeah. nuances that I love in games. And I think like th like those little things that he takes advantage of, the crouch jump to get up there, it's bouncing his beautiful. head off the roof, falling down just a little bit more quickly so he's harder to get hit. And then he lands the shots that he needs to land. And then even like every single movement with the flag, he dropped the flag on the first jump. He dropped it at the edge purposefully so that he yeah. could pick it up at, at full movement speed and take a full movement speed jump to cross that first like chasm to top mid. That was, was he needed poetry. that full movement speed. You can't just have flag movement speed and cross those jumps easily. So it, yeah. it was cool how he was able to play with the two. And and those are little mechanics. You're right. Even with a, a game like like classic style Halo, there are elements of depth there. There are elements of like precision, and you need to be very fast. You need to be very quick. So it happens. Um, and and I like that. So I'm saying it's it's kind of hard to find a balance where you can can you have a little bit more though. You know what I mean? Because that's that's what what these companies are trying to do. They're trying to innovate. They're trying to to change things to keep up with what the expectations are today. Like you said, everybody yeah. wants to be really fast. Everybody expects gameplay to be really crazy. But then that takes away from from strategy. It takes away from you know one hundred percent understandable. So it's so hard to find that balance, right? Um, yeah. I think I I think that Halo Five did take it too far because I think that if you look at it. From the perspective of an outsider, somebody who knew Halo, you know, back in the day, they come back and they see Halo Five. There's so much going on, especially when they had the ground pound, the Spartan charge. It's just, yeah. it's too much. It's happening too fast. So I, I can, I get that, but I feel like that that evolving and innovating in ways still needs to happen. I, I just, yeah. <laughs> this is why yeah. I always, I always hit a wall with this conversation because I, I never know. Like I feel like there's a there's a gray area in between where like no, you can't just take Halo Three. Like Halo Three is still exciting. And the reason why it's it's so popular right now and it's popping off is because, you know, it was an amazing game. It was popular at one point. But if you take a new Halo and it's exactly the same as Halo 3, would it succeed in the same way, do you think? I don't know. Like in a modern yes. audience? One million percent. Yeah. I personally think Halo, Halo 2 is a better game. But Halo 3 is doing Halo better than Halo. It's doing better in the current Halo at the moment. And that, that yeah. speaks wonders. I mean, yes. At the same time, Halo 125 5, team passes. You yeah. can't overlook that. You can't, yeah. I mean, it's, it's coming from an era where Halo was the most popular title, right? So, like, when yeah. Halo 3 had more clout than any other Halo game and had more recognition. So, when that's back yeah. on the map, you have people who are OG gamers who have stopped gaming for years who are like, oh, now I want to play video games again. Like, I want to play Halo again. So, I can see why it's picking up that you traction. Know what it is? Less random factors. Less random factors. Which is, which is just beautiful. Both, both of our games have random factors right now that takes away 
when you when you really slow things down, you're able to really think things out and individual skill really shows when a game is slower. There's a story in fights, you know, and we're actually strafing it. You know, you you get the first shot on me, but I, I use that strafe. I have a style that I can bring to you that people can digest because it's slower. It, it makes a difference. You know, when you watch, um, you know, Ogre 2 do some shit, excuse me, some stuff like that. It's insanely yeah, it's- fun to watch. But if Ogre 2 is in a fight and people are dashing left and right, it takes away from the the, the story of the fight. You know, the, the skill of actually strafing something simple that can be mastered on a high level like T2 did back in the days. It, right, it right, just... Right. I just feel like there's a story with slower games, and you can't yeah. force fast on everything. It's good on most games because I, I love melee; it's my favorite game to watch competitively. Right. But yeah. on some it games, you gotta melee. kind of stick to your basics. Yeah, interesting. One thing you're saying about randomness, like yeah, definitely removing randomness is one of the biggest things that you want to like not have in esports. Yeah, uh, which does make me think the one thing that I hate about Halo Three, and I'm sure a lot of people can agree, is the spawns are super random at times. It's not even randomness; it's just <laughs> the spawns are so heavily weighted on teammates that players yeah. just spawn on top of each other. And so, like later, we're gonna have Ace on the show, and I'm so excited to have him on. And he he hit this amazing clip, like almost back to back overkills, just destroying people. And uh, and a lot of it had to do with spawn influence because he'd kill a guy and then because that guy was there he influenced a spawn like right beside him and then he just got first shots on the next guy and it, he carried it over i mean it takes a lot of skill to get it but the spawns is, is the one weird thing that would definitely need to change that can't be random that needs to, to make sense as well too um but it does play into the aspect of like making mistakes getting punished like halo 3 even with those spawns if you hold your position and you know the fact that they're spawning in that location you just continue to like relentlessly beat on them until they break yeah. out so that kind of that kind of worked out for Halo Three as well. I I don't know. I I just think that yeah, this whole if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Versus changing and evolving. I think that yes, it does have to maintain majority of what made it what it is. Yeah. But things do need to change. Things do need. But to you change. know what In makes it hard? Opinion. What makes it hard is that like you obviously love the new Halo. I love you Halo love Five, dude. Yeah, you, you and love I'm the new Halo. Of, and, and, I'm coming and, off of Smash Melee. I played the shit out of this game. I'm not. You and know, I can't that's hate why you I'm for old. that. Yeah, I can't hate you for that. I can't tell you, yo, your game is stupid, but it just it's not my preference. So when games change drastically, which can be a mistake and also a blessing for developers unless they find a medium, um, if they find a medium, is that you have these two separate audiences now. Yeah, and that that's, splits that's, the that's game up. And then that that's what causes these arguments and makes it harder on the developers. You're going to have to really come together. Um, yeah. Gears 2 was a perfect mixture of every Gears and you know, a lot of people are hoping for that. If Halo can find a happy medium, that'd be beautiful. Take away, take away any boost abilities, you know, all of that. Bring it back to the basics. Speed it up a little bit. Halo Three strafing is a little slow. You know, Halo Two is a little bit faster. You know, I'm okay with that. Just bring back the basics. No random factors. None of the boost. None of the extra stuff. Bring back the BR and let's get the game going. That'd be a beautiful okay. game. Definitely agree with finding a happy medium. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at let's find a happy medium. I'm not gonna All dig right. into the randomness and the the no boost and stuff, but <laughs> but yeah, I do think a happy. I think whatever can bridge the two communities together because I completely agree. At this point, we have two communities. We have the Halo Three and we have the Halo Five community, and and that is kind of exacerbated by some tweets that I've been seeing online and stuff too. Tony, I don't know if you grabbed the tweet, the Towie tweet. Did you grab that? Oh boy, you tell me, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I'm Tony's so sorry. You guys, if you guys know, uh, like Towie, he put up a tweet at one point where he was talking about the fact that like it feels like a chore to play Halo Five. Like it feels like a job when he was grinding, he would burn out. But with Halo Three, he just he he could play six plus hours and he loved it every second. And he's like, it's not yeah. nostalgia. 
they're just better games. And and like I get it, man. Like Halo Three is an awesome game, but I don't like that type of terminology when you say they're just better. When you try, you separate the two audiences, like you're putting Halo Three against Halo Five, and you're in an you're an individual who's in a position of power, and you're you know you're growing a community here. I just I don't like that. I feel like there's got to be a way that we can. You know, we can integrate both. They're part of a broader franchise. They're part of Halo. And Halo hard, as a franchise man. is amazing. You know, like, I, I, I don't know. About it. There it is. Yeah. It's not nostalgia. H1, H2, H3, a.k.a. classic Halo is just better. Like, oh, that, that bothers me, man. Like, I because then it just, it gives way for the classic fan, like the bandwagoners who haven't been following Halo since they stopped in, like, Halo 3 or whatever to just come back and be like, haha, you know, Halo Five sucks. You're trash. Like everybody who played this game is terrible. Go play. Go play Call of Duty. Go play something else. And we're gonna play a classic. Like I, I don't know. I just think it's the wrong kind of mindset. It doesn't breed. It breeds negativity in a community that doesn't need that. I, I feel like there's got to be a way that we can, you know, appreciate Halo overall as a franchise. Um, you know what? Though? I don't know. He, you know, it, I, I was in his position, but I was ten times worse in Gears of War. I was Mick when in Gears of War. And it, it sucks because Mickwin has been around since the beginning. He he's seen the older Halos. He grew up on that Halo, and he's watching his game plummet in viewership. He's watching his game get you know a certain amount of viewers that he's not used to, and he's like, you know, where do we go wrong? I know, you know, the Halo <laughs> pros work with the developers, and um, you know, the game came out drastically different, and they don't like that. So him being able to voice his opinion. It, it it has to happen because if he doesn't, Tally, the developers Tally, are gonna. Oh, Tally, Tally. I'm sorry, Tally, Tally, yeah, no Tally. Sorry, my mind are on different things right now. But um, if you don't say anything, the game is gonna keep going on the route that it is. And yeah. the developers are now that they have this new community playing Halo Five because the old community isn't playing. The input are only coming from the new guys that like the new game that's not doing as good as the older games. So yeah. if you're somebody that's coming from the past, you're gonna have to speak up and let them know what's wrong with the game. And yeah. correct those changes. I see Ace in the chat. What's up, Ace? What's up? But yeah, it's, I, I just I I don't think what he did was a bad thing. There's it's it's hard to voice your opinion. There's only so many channels you can go through, yeah. and if you're not changing the game, you're gonna have to speak up for what you love. Right, right. No, I, and I yeah I agree with speaking up for what you love. So that that's that's fair too. It's just I yeah like I I hate seeing divides in the same community for the same games. You know like. But but yeah. yeah, I get where you're coming from. And that's the thing too, is like Halo for a very long time it fumbled. Like Halo Reach introduced armor abilities and that completely disrupted the balance of the game, right? And then Halo yeah. 4, it, it continued, like it was it was ordinance drops. Like that's the biggest thing, is if it's not <laughs> yeah. competitively balanced, if it doesn't work, like if it's not balanced, it just it, it completely ruins the game from an esports perspective. So you can't you can't fight that stuff. Like they they fumbled for so long. But now Finally, in this like late, late iteration of Halo Five, I'd say yeah. it's pretty well balanced. It's very hyper competitive. So that's why it's like I guess that's the only thing that I'm seeing is like this deserves to be appreciated. This aspect of this very balanced competitive Halo Five deserves to be appreciated. But they fumbled for so long to get to this point that I can understand the perspective of somebody who was like, you know, Halo Three is so amazing yeah. and like every yeah. So it's tough because that's kind of what I'm fighting for is just that there is a competitive game here that's awesome. That that's yeah. worth something that that they could they could build into like a future Halo that could be amazing that could could bridge the gap between the communities. I just you yeah. know I'm seeing an opportunity here. It's just it took a lot of they had to plow their way through a lot of mistakes. <laughs> but it's like they that. they still have to correct these mistakes. We don't want sprint. Like we we want yeah. you know the same consistent speed throughout the game. And like Ace said in the chat, like 
it doesn't have to be two split communities. If the game doesn't change drastically, then we all love the same game. But the developers, they they want to, you know, change things to, you know, be special. And then you end up with, you know, two separate communities. But be be happy that you have two separate communities because in Gears yeah. of War, we have like three. So Do you? <laughs> What's that like in Gears? Oh, man, it's hard. It's hard trying to find a happy medium. And, you know, we say yeah. the same things. But, you know, at the end of the day, we all want what's best for the game. And if we don't right. speak up about it, then it's going to be overlooked. So, you know, shout shout out to Tally for, um you know, saying what he had to say. Hey, all right, all right. Uh, take it and flip it and turn it on its head. I've, I've, I'm like, I, I, you know, this bothers me. And you're like, nah, shout out to Tally. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I can't get any wins today. Okay. <laughs> Listen, it's fine, man. It's fine. I, no, I love the I, I fact that you. you're you're able to talk about this without you know name calling or just being just like your game is stupid. Like man, actual I, discussions yeah. like this helps the game. I just hate the unnecessary. I I hate negativity that isn't fueled with knowledge. Like uh, when people don't understand something and they automatically dismiss it. That's what bothers yeah. me. Like like yes, they're right about the fact that Halo's been through some crap, but like we've gotten to the point where like anyway. I've I've stressed this enough times. It's fine, uh, Alex. It's fine. There's one other thing. There's one other thing uh, that's that. So esports settings was like the next thing that I wanted to talk about with this, and it's yeah. that there's a different mode in Gears of War. There's like a core competitive mode where the weapons are balanced differently than the rest of the game. Do you yeah. think that's something that should be in Gears? Like, does that split the community within the game, or is that a good thing? Do you think? Well, that's actually three <clears> separate Halo. communities. We have the old school community, the new school community, and then we have. The casual core community. For those right. of you that don't play Gears of War, we have core and competitive. The weapon, the weapon balances are completely different on both game modes. Like, um, like gun, like the shotgun will hit harder on one game mode at a uh -huh. longer distance than the other one. The lancer acts completely different than it would on competitive. And what uh -huh. you do is you you make things difficult because if you're a casual guy and you're watching the game and you're like, yo, like, why why is this shotgun shoot like that? Like, I don't get it. I don't like it. It turns them off. If you present them one game, then it's fine. Is it so it's drastically fine. different that like a casual coming in can recognize the differences in the shoddy when they see somebody yeah. fight? Like, really? Yeah. Damn. Because I was starting to think like maybe this is a good thing because in the end of the day, like you need a game that's accessible for a broader audience. But when it comes to esports, when it comes to competitive play, this is this is serious. This is like the most you know authentically competitive, well balanced version of that game. In, in making it like almost deserve its own mode. It's like whatever happens in the esports mode, it's like that's a blank slate. You know, like that's them listening to the pro players and finding the most balanced, most competitive version of that game, and right. that's the esports mode. And if you want to be a part of it deal with it you know what i mean enter that mode and learn the settings and get there because that's what it takes to compete and to be a master otherwise outside of it you can be a casual and you can play with the casual settings and then you might be able to have a halo game that has abilities but then it has a core mode where things are different things are like specifically it's a communication between the pros and the developers and like this is the mode and if you want to be competitive this is just what you got to adapt to you know what i mean so like th this is the problem this is the problem all right so what if, what if you're a core player and you've yeah. been playing core since launch you are the best. You are the damn best at the game. Nobody can touch you. Like, that's your shit. And sorry, I'll clean it up. But um, imagine you doing that. And then you say, you know what? I want to compete against these guys. I want to go competitive. You say that because you're the best yeah. now. You go to competitive and you're like, this is the same game I've been playing. Okay, but where are you? Like, been? I don't like this. Like, I don't this like person's this. living under a rock, though. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if you want to compete in gears, you can't just 
you have to know that the competitive vote, like this is something that needs to be advertised. But, from but the what if you like, don't this is the competitive know, vote. How do you know? Because there's different game modes within and within both. So no, I know, what but, like, if you one of them is advertised as the competitive like esports yeah. mode. Let's say like this is the mode. Like if you want to be anything in competitive play, this is what you got to play. This is where you go. You know what I mean? So like it, I, it makes makes me wonder why you would. It's different though, and then when you go to that competitive mode, you're gonna be like, "I'm not used to this." You know, let's go back and play dodgeball. You know, on <laughs> settings that I'm used to, and then that that's it. You just lost a competitive player, so that's why having one type of tuning for that is is gonna be key. Because when you look at the top games out there, Rainbow Six doesn't have an easy mode. Counter Strike Rainbow doesn't Six have an easy was mode. built just it's just multiplayer. It's just built for esports. That's the beauty of Rainbow Six. It's, it's the whole game. Like the the whole game is that. Yeah, it's been like that since it's it's slimmer now, right? Because it used to have a campaign, it used to have other elements, and now it's just like you're slimmed down competitive multiplayer, which makes me think like with Halo, I've heard rumors that they want to make one game like a multiplayer focused game and a campaign focused game, like split the two titles completely, which I think might almost be a good idea because you kind of need that. You need like one that's just specifically focused on the best possible multiplayer that maybe doesn't need all the advanced mechanics or whatever. And then you have the campaign that's more advanced, like it's more about the world and, and building the atmosphere and, and the lore and whatever. Maybe you can have more there. Maybe it's they're it like two different rainbow. When I go on Rainbow, there's not an easy mode. Call of Duty, Counter-Strike. Um, you take a look at yeah. League of Legends, Dota. Every top esport out there, they have one game mode. And if you're not good at it, then, you know, you know, tough. But there's one right. game mode. You're not going to have to adjust um, between two different types of settings. And that's pretty much it. That's the way it should be. I feel like once you take away from that, you, you take away from the core of the game. You don't know what the core of the game actually is. You, that's when you start to lose what the heart of the game comes from. Because you have two different types of settings, and it's like... What do the people really love? There's no soul to it because everything's just different. Okay. Okay, Valley. Uh, I'm stopping myself <laughs> no, from going you're, on you're, you're not wrong. This, this is wrong. emotional you're, for me. In, no, but, and no, and I completely agree. And I, and I respect that because I think in the end of the day, this is just, we, we're just two guys having an emotional conversation about what we love in, in esports <laughs> and Halo and gaming. That's, that's I just want to get your opinions out there. And I respect th- the fact that we have conflicting views on this stuff. That's great. That builds discussion. Yeah. That builds... I hope you guys in the chat are saying stuff. I'm not, I can't, I'm not looking right now, unfortunately. One thing I will say that I think we can both agree on, I'm like 99% sure we're going to both agree on this. Oh, is that, let's see. Is the music, the art, and the atmosphere, okay? Like, that's one thing that, that needs to hold true throughout the franchise. The that way the game looks, the atmosphere, the music, the art, like the, having the Halo Infinite trailer go back to the classic style of oh, Halo art, the classic sexy. chief, and the music, like there's, that's Halo. That immediately screams Halo. That's like, I'm walking down a mall and, and it's on the TV and I'm like, oh, that's Halo. I'm not thinking like, oh, that might be Destiny or Overwatch or Call of Duty. That's Halo, you know what I mean? So the yeah. art, the atmosphere, it has to like live and breathe that classic title and it maintains that throughout the franchise. Like that's one thing I think Gears has has had, like Gears 1, the first one was gritty. It was a horror it was a horror oh, shooter. It. It, it was like it was scary, dark. right? Yeah. It was dark. It kind of got a little brighter, and and I don't know. Is it? What do you think? Is it? Yeah, it needs to get a little bit dark, right? I like I like, I like the dark look. But uh, they came out with the trailer, and the developers they um you know they have Twitter, they interact with us all the time, and yeah. they know that we we like that dark and grittiness because that's what makes the game special. So the the trailer for the new gears is actually extremely dark, and it's it's beautiful. I'm excited to see you know what comes from it. But um, Halo going back to the old school look. Um, it's gonna be hard to really. Has the look of Halo drastically changed? Really, can you mess that up? 
it, it's it's I think it's the inclusion of like the Prometheans and like the forerunner architecture, like the, okay. the Promethean okay. race. Like, first of all, and this is a whole other subject, I just don't find them as fun to fight against as the Covenant, but they brought a whole different look and style to the game that was more like futuristic, futuristic, like a platinum kind of, yeah, like a lot of silvers and like, and I felt like Halo, the classic Halo was more just like greenery and like lush open world. colorful and beautiful. colorful. And they have like these aliens, these foreign creatures and like, yeah, something about the the Prometheus, it almost feels like you're fighting robots, you know, it's like, it's a weird... Basically, yeah. So, yeah. So, so that's the thing is like kind of, you know, getting it back to what looks and feels authentically like Halo, same type of thing with Gears. I think that it needs to immediately just, it's, that's a striking thing. It's like you see it on the TV, you're like, okay, yeah. that's, um, last thing. Okay. Now, this is the last thing. And this is what Gears is doing in spades. All right. Yeah. Uh, community, personality, rivalry. Gears has trash talk. Okay. Gears has trash talk like I've never seen in any community, in any game ever. The trash talk is insane. Tony, I know, I know we're on a tight schedule. Ace, if you're still in the chat, man, I'm so sorry. Uh, this is we're the last sorry, thing Ace. to talk about. And I'm gonna switch over to you, man. I'm looking forward to talking to you. But okay, so can we roll that clip with the trash talk from uh from explosive? Optic ex- ex- oh, explosive. Yeah, there it is. Five, five. Is this it? Oh, here we go. This is what I want. Sorry. I, we, I, I want the audio. I can't beat you. How yeah, dude, that guy's that's because he's a maniac. So what, what's oh, up with is. that? When did that start? And and why is that? It's in gears. It's like there's no rules. What's up with that? <laughs> it's the culture, man. When we talk about the culture of games, you can't yeah. switch it up. You just you know you have to have rules and line you can't cross. But back then, let me just paint this picture for everybody out there. I played in an era where we had Nick Merckx, CDN, High Distortion. We had yeah. Cloud. He works on Fortnite. You know, all these big names in gaming right now came from Gears 1. And after games, this was before Party Chat came out. After rounds, we were able to trash talk for 10 seconds and be like, oh, you suck, you suck, you suck, and go into the next round. Yeah. So that that carried over from online to actual LAN events. And LAN yeah. events was fun. You know, we I, I talked about people's moms and stuff in between rounds. <laughs> and it's just, it's really just the culture of Gears, and it's beautiful. Um. Because of that, it's is helped Gears find its place in esports big time. Yeah, and yeah. it came to a point where, um, after the best interview in esports post game I've ever heard, which was Optic Praise, basically calling everybody on Echo Fox trash and just right dogging them in the worst way possible, we shot up to like from twenty five to sixty thousand viewers. Sixty thousand viewers, and that's it's so important that these vibrant personalities within your game actually come out there in Halo. We had yeah. T squared and all of them, and they were polarizing figures. I wanted to know everything about Walshy. I wanted to know everything about T squared and Karma. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, in our game, they need to do better doing that. Um, they're starting to do it more. Halo, I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to build a connection with one of these pros like I had whenever I watched Walshy on screen. You know, yeah. Gosayami is my boy, and I look at him as a hero still. You know, personalities are so important. Right. No, I, I completely agree. Like that's one thing you can't deny. It, it's crazy. It really does breed viewership for Gears of War. Like that that Twitter clip alone, I think it had like twenty thousand likes, like something insane just off that moment of trash oh, talk. And that's just one of many. Insane. 
Yeah, and people who don't know the game are commenting. They're like, "What game is this? What game is this?" It's just all these comments. Be like, "It's Gears of War." That's free publicity. That's that's got to be like the coalition's like undercover marketing strat because they they drop f bombs. They drop they drop some nasty stuff. Like they don't they don't hold up, man. I I hear like some stuff that I can't even say on on this show. Like, (laughs) time out, time out, time out. For for instance, remember Vegito? I don't know if you remember back in the day. Vegito got on the on the um. The chair and started smacking his ass when they beat. I think it was straight ripping, and it uh, was it, it was viral. And being viral back then wasn't a thing, and that yeah. made people want to watch. In Halo, like if you win and you want to pop off, don't don't yell crazy. Just you know have a formulated type of trash talk style. Yeah, you know like in your interviews, be yourself. Don't be a robot because after events, I can count on Kotaku to come out with a, an article in a tweet. That's gonna go viral for Gears of War, and it's gonna bring more viewers for us. If yeah. Halo does that, it's gonna be big. That's why I love seeing clips on the timeline every single day because it brings more players to your game and brings yeah. awareness. Yeah, you you need that. Like that's the free publicity. That's the the real yeah. authentic personality of these, of these players that makes you want to get behind the rivals. Even that that one Ryan Noob and Spartan that brief rivalry when they got in each other's faces <laughs> at the end. Of, yeah. Not that I'm saying we should force this into events, but like that one moment right there. They, they don't Halo. have to fight, whatever. It's just, I'm just saying, like, that one moment was like, whoa, like, who are these people that I didn't care about? And like, I, I followed them, and I'm sure other people would be like, I didn't know who these guys were. Now I want to know who Ryan Newman Spartan is. Like, what's the history right. of the rivalry? Like, you know, so <laughs> it just, all these questions come up. So, yeah, I think you have to have that. And I think one of the biggest things that, that I hate about the top level of competitive Halo is there seems to be this this new like theory that if you don't say anything, that if you like just act cool and you're really like you make it look like you didn't try. That's what it is. Like the new Halo motto when you win with like splice and talks more so splice. More so splice is like they make it look like they didn't try, like it was easy. They just press the easy button. They say a few words, no trash talk, just kind of like just another day, you know, and they take the awards over. Right. And it's like jumping, like getting hype, getting loud is like not cool in top right. level Halo. It's like, it's got to be easy, you know? Like, like so, <laughs> so, I mean, that, so needs the thing about, that needs to change the, completely. The, the thing about trash talk is that people think we hate each other. After we sit there and say, hey, your mama looks like Limp Biscuit or you whatever. Af- after the game, we come up and we dab up. We say, hey, you know, good game, man. You know, you, you did great. You did great. If if Tox won, it turned out, I was like, yeah, you know, that was easy. So-so was garbage. I was able to outside, you know, I'll roll start him. Something like that that gets the fans like, oh, it gets the chat going. It creates conversation that extends outside the game. And if you create conversation outside the game, it's nothing more but a W for your game. And if I know there's a lot of pros watching this right now because I've seen some check marks in the chat. Um, yeah, that's really important because we all want to grow our games. In order to do that, you're gonna have to advertise outside. Yeah, we want to be quiet and be cool and not really, you know, be out there, but you you have fans whether you want to believe it or not and these fans are going to come back and watch the stream if you're a polarizing figure and they want to follow you you know engage with your fan base engage with the viewership and your game will grow i guarantee you that because we've seen it on our end and yeah yeah, 
I mean, Halo needs that back, and I'm, I'm sure they'll get it back. I mean, Halo 3, if there's one game that's going to bring back, like, hype, personality, and some rivalry, I think Halo, Halo 3. 3 Halo three has that opportunity. So yeah. I'm excited to see that. I'm, I'm glad that we can agree on those last two. <laughs> yes. The atmosphere, the rivalry, the community, the personality, we need that no matter what. That's one of the biggest things, and, and that's one thing that we can deliver on. And, and yeah. as far as the future, I think, you know, in the end of the day, just listen to your community. If the community, if the bulk of the community is, is saying it should be this way, then, then I think 343 needs to keep a close ear on, on what the community is saying and just try to, it's like HCS grassroots, you know, support yeah. the members in the community that are putting in the most work, making the most content, making the community overall a better place. But overall, yeah. that covers the interview for today, man. Thank you so one much. Thing Belly, say, one thing I want to say, one thing I want to yes, say, one thing I want to say, one thing I want to say. What's up? All right. So even though you guys sold 125 um, team passes, which is not right. as fucking phenomenal, okay? <laughs> um, for everybody out there in the chat, make sure you support these events going out to them, you know, being a spectator or whatnot, because these experiences don't happen often. You know, after this Halo 3 throwback, who says it's going to be anything for the next six months? You, you don't want to miss that opportunity because you're going to miss memories that you can have for a lifetime. Um, just make sure you go out there and have fun and really enjoy what UGC is doing out there. And that's really all I have to say. You know, support your scene because if you don't do it, who will? Now, you know, I, I completely agree, and I love that you say that, and then I hate the fact that you're not going to be at St. Louis, man. You're, you're trying to... Dude, I, I, I have a team pass, and I just... Now I'm you got to go. Because I, I yeah. can't do it, man. And Belly oh. says he's giving up his team pass, guys. Somebody send this guy a DM, and you can maybe you can figure out a way to get <laughs> his team pass. I can't believe you, man. You, you say that, that beautiful... Yeah, and with this beautiful soliloquy. <laughs> yeah, anyway, man, I, I completely agree, guys. Got to check out this event. It's the biggest event coming up. There's there's such... Even if you're not competing, it's the atmosphere. Yeah. It's meeting the community. It's just being a part of it, building those memories. and, and Unforgettable. Unforgettable memories, right? Yeah, man. Thank you, Veli. Thank you for joining Thanks me. Thanks for having me, y'all, man. It's been a good time. Where can time. we find you, dude? Where can we find you online? Um, <laughs> if you want to find me online, I believe under my face, my beautiful face, you see at Veli Vel, three L's in Veli, two L's in Vel. Um, nice. Listen, if you want somebody that's blunt that's going to say what's on their mind, you know, I don't pull any punches. I'm straight up. I'm involved in the Gears of War and now Rainbow Six community. I'm going to be an analyst in a week. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, make sure you follow me, and yeah, I hope to see you guys soon at a Halo event. And that, Oh, more Halo and Gears of War events. Please, please, yeah. that's all I have to say. That's it. Let's yeah. get you on, man. <laughs> all right, man, you be easy, all right? That's good. Thank you for joining me. Guys, we're cutting to a quick break. We'll be right back talking to Ace. Stick around.
And we're back. Welcome back to the stream, guys. The second half of the show, we're going to be talking to Ace. But one thing, make sure you guys stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be giving away a free pass for the 4v4 UGC event. Tony put up the graphic. There it is right there, guys. We're giving away a free pass to the biggest Halo event, probably in 2019. I don't know. We'll see what uh, G4G can do to, to follow us up. But this is a huge event coming up. You're going to get a free ticket to get there. So stick around till the end of the show. You can get that. The next person i'd like to talk to though this guy has an unbelievable track record in halo he's competed in every single title since halo 2 leaves no stone unturned i'd like to welcome ace to the show how's it going man what's up man doing great Yo, thanks what's for having up? me on the show really appreciate it dude sorry about, sorry yeah. about this light behind me. it's the only light i have have in my room and it's uh it's a struggle because they don't have like natural lighting in, in this apartment ah but damn doing my best just like shove your head in front of it so something like that i guess yeah Yeah, that works man how you been though you've been streaming today at all no not today i'm actually still on the uh the gamer sleep schedule the halo 3 schedule man puts you on that when you game all night first time i played this game i gamed until like 10 a.m and then i've been screwed since man you were absolutely yeah Sorry, I just want to say you're disgusting at Halo 3. You got to be like one of the best Halo 3 players. Later, we're going to look at one of your clips, and I, I want to just like talk about that. The almost four, the back to back overkills where you got the two of them almost. Uh, we're going to look at that and we'll talk about it. But uh, I want to start from the beginning, man, because you have uh, like just a serious history when it comes to Halo. You started with Halo 2, you competed in every single title since, including Halo 4. And Halo 4, you have some of your biggest achievements, which is unreal that you've been here this entire time uh, at the top of your game. So when did it all start? Like, where did it all begin? How'd you get into gaming? How'd you get into Halo? 
Well, it actually started with Halo 1. Uh, nice. You know, I was a big PS2 kid growing up, you know, playing all the PS2 games like, uh, you know, like um, Grand Theft Auto and Might Night Club, Might Night, Midnight Club 2 and all those games. And then everybody was talking about Halo on Xbox and like they were saying, like, you need to buy an Xbox just for Halo. You know what I mean? So I did. We My family got one one Christmas. And first, I remember it was Christmas night. And the first time I played like the first level of campaign, it was just like an instant love for the game you know what i mean like it was the best is by far the most fun and most rewarding game there was and that was just the campaign and then we started diving into the multiplayer with my my, my uh, family i have three brothers and we'd always just play play 2v2s together and then i had friends and we'd play 2v2 split screen on you know, on the same tv just screen watching each other playing like the same maps over and over and then that moved on into halo 2 where my brother and i just got more into it you know with xbox live and my brother if a lot of people don't know he went to high school he met strong side you know strong side he met him in his high school class and like yeah. their entire high school class all the guys just mainly played halo and strong side would like have everybody over at his house just gaming all weekend basically all weekend in like a dungeon with like no windows so everybody was up all night and that's when we just started grinding out halo and like learning about mlg and just playing every single night trying to get those ranks up in halo 2. Man, unreal. Yeah, yeah like the fact unreal. that your was pretty awesome. Like, was pretty you guys, awesome. Like, you started a whole revolution. And, you know, like Elamite beating Strongside in high school, and then you guys become like, the, they became some of the best players in the world, and you're just like immediately following in those footsteps, and you've had an unbelievable track record as well. So, so exciting just hearing people getting it met. Halo 1 was really like a life changer for so many people. Even just that like second level, when it opens up the world, and you realize this is like a massive, almost like an open world game, it's just nothing like it which was uh which was insane man so so you started with halo 2 you really started to come into your own in halo 3 though so in halo 3 towards the end in, in 2010 mlg dallas you guys won sixty thousand dollars you remember of status quo with flame sword assault and enable that was a massive event what did it feel like coming in second place like competing at, at almost like the top of your game uh at the peak of halo 3 and what was the point in your career where you felt like this is going to be like halo is going to be your career you're competing at this is like a life choice so kind of two questions there. Well, start. I'll start with that. It was actually never really like a life choice or something like I decided to do. It was almost like it just came to me. It was just the thing that I wanted to do automatically. You know what I mean? Like having an older yeah. brother that was five years older than me and just like being around strong side and him and all the friends and like all my locals around me and like just playing Halo. That was just like the thing to do at my age, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, Besides sport, I was in like two into sports, and then like I was just more into gaming ever since I like knew who I was really playing like Nintendo sixty four and everything, and that was just what was fun to me. That's what I always did, and uh, yeah, that was just like what it just felt like destiny almost. Just like playing that with my brother and just growing up and just competing is just like what we love to do because you know that's really what it's about as a competition. And moving on, yeah. I'd say you know going into with playing with status quo and winning that tournament was a very big deal for us or not winning the tournament we actually got second but it felt like we, we won the tournament because we were getting you know we got fourth place every single every single event going to the uh up until the, the finals of that season and then we yeah. ended up getting seventh the, the event before we got second and uh, i think it was that event i was actually watching a stream last night i was re-watching that event where we got seventh and I, and I realized that our coach was a large part of the reason why in my opinion that we didn't do better than we were because i feel like we were a really good team but we you know sometimes when we started losing 
we choke under pressure. You know what I mean? Like, I, for example, the game yeah. that I watched, we were up too low on Pitt with like five minutes left, and we lost. Like, that, there's no excuse for that. You know what I mean? Pitt is really hard right, to capture yeah. the flying on. There's no no excuse to like choke a, a, that that hard. Uh, but yeah, I, I just knew power ups were always our problem, man. Like, we just never, mm. for some reason, we were so stupid and never like focus on the power ups enough. And and after that event, we decided to pick up T squared because I don't think I don't I forgot I don't think he qualified for the last event or whatever. So we right. picked him up, and I remember I coached in 2008. So he kind of returned the favor and coached us in 2010. And he's also a very, very solid coach, of course. And, uh, yeah, I think he was um, almost the, the reason that we got second and finally, like, performed to our potential. Nice, yeah. That's the thing is, like, coaches don't really get that that recognition enough sometimes. They're so important. It's not even just, like, timing the power-ups. But like you said, you can get in your own head about things. Like, you lose a game that you shouldn't have lost. It's kind of hard to come back from that, especially if players on your team are, like, they're – you know, they're not as motivated. Like the coach is the person who can get everybody motivated, get their heads back into the game and, and keep that energy that going. A lot of coaches don't do you know what I mean? A lot yeah. of coaches don't do that. If the coach yeah. could, you know, have those kind of skills and be able to like, you know, say what the team needs to hear type thing and actually yeah. be like a coach like that you would hear in classic sports, you know, that, that would that would go a long way in esports, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's starting to happen. Like, you're seeing some pretty amazing coaches on these top teams now, and it's it's showing. All the top teams have some of the best coaches in the league. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. First of all, also, uh, I got to give a big shout-out to the the Halo menu music you have playing in the background there. Is that MCC playing? Yeah, I, <laughs> no, I mean, it's awesome. It, it adds the, the, the atmosphere. Yeah, sorry. It's not, like, it's not so loud that it's, like, the only thing that we hear. It's just, like, a nice, subtle, you know. The, it's, the, it's like the Halo 2 menu music, isn't it? It's the... It's the MCC music. My bad. I didn't even yeah. realize. Yeah, no worries, man. It's it's awesome. I mean, I we we all love that music. It's just adding to the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, so so you guys had an amazing time with with status quo. You won the next event as well. Like right after Halo 3, you jumped into a reach and you won the first reach event. So you guys carried that momentum directly over to the next title. Uh yeah, that was a great experience as well. You know, we kind of got a little bit of notoriety from getting second place at that tournament, yeah. and like also because we were like a team for so long that entire season. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, actually, Enable. I think it was around that time Enable got sponsored by Red Bull, and then moving into Halo Reach, he was still sponsored. I can't remember if he got sponsored at that Halo Three event or before Halo Re or like before Halo Reach Reach's first event. Yeah. But they like all called the Red Bull called all of us up like a week before that first event of halo reach and told us that we were all getting sponsored by them as well so that was mm -hmm. pretty dope and i think that kind of accelerated us to uh to win that first event yeah and and you didn't let up you kept competing you kept improving halo 4 seemed to be like do you guys dominate halo 4 from what i can see from the standings that you had your team with ninja as well and i'm curious to know what it was like playing with him back in the day as well but with halo 4 you guys won some of the biggest events you also you were like the king of halo 4 i remember that 1v1 against pistola that you won for 200k what was it like you know winning that event and, and halo 4 as well i gotta know what your opinions are on that title too so start with wherever you <laughs> you want to okay, start with so halo 4 was you know, I remember picking it up the night it dropped and playing it a couple of days. I was a sophomore in college at the time, and I played it a couple of days. I'm like, you know, I don't really have time for this right now. I can't go to these AGO tournaments and compete. So I just kind of was doing my thing in school, studying, you know, and I'd watch my roommates play a lot of Halo 4, but I never really played it like that whole semester, you know, in the in the winter and then going to the, the, yeah. the spring. I never played it until I finished college, and I'm like, man, I miss Halo. I want to get back in, into this, you know what I mean? And I heard about Halo, the AGLs were getting more popular. 
and like my friends like Dursky were playing Halo Halo 4 and uh I think the competitive settings had gotten better through Ghost Ayami and he had those like hard light shields into the game and all that and so I just started playing it again and I, I hopped into it and you know maybe it was because I had like a year-long break from Halo but when I hopped back into it I, ha- I was starting to have a lot of fun on those Halo 4 settings you know not not matchmaking nothing nothing about actual Halo 4 just like custom games and competitive settings were just, right, just those settings you know what I mean? Just those settings were fun. And I got back into it just gaming those settings. And then, uh, you know, I had a team with Dursky and like Naval and Flamesword. And we got back into it, placed like kind of high at a couple of AGL tournaments. And then, you know, Flamesword and Naval left us and then kind of fell. Our, me and Dursky kind of just ended up getting picked up by Legit and Ninja. And mm. obviously, and it was, that was honestly probably one of my favorite teams for like the month that I've been on because. We were just like all nice. positive vibes, all like really felt like really wanting to win that that next event, and like just our chemistry was like super good for some reason, and just like I don't know, Ninja. You asked about Ninja. Ninja was, I mean, I didn't team with him, but like besides that, very much. But at that time, Ninja was an amazing teammate. Um, probably one of my favorite I've ever had as well. He was like super good vibes the entire time. Super good teammate. And he was also solid at Halo Four. He knew what was going on, and yeah. I love teaming with him there. Yeah. And so moving on after that, you know, the Halo 4 Global Championship story, I could talk to you the entire story for like 30 minutes at least, maybe an hour. But yeah. there's a lot of like coincidental things that happened like leading up to it, you know. Um, those qualifiers online, man. Do you, do you remember those? The qualifiers online to like try to get invited and paid your way there to, the, to that tournament? No. It was, it was insane because like you could only lose like two games online or whatever. You had to like keep winning all these free-for-alls online to like get into the top wow. eight or wow. top four highest like points or whatever for that week to get an invite uh-huh. so it was so stressful like people were making new accounts all, all the time like people were trying to like Jeez. make fake accounts and match each other and just like make up the other pros lose in the matchmaking game and it was just uh-huh. it was hell and then they announced i got yeah. really happy when they announced that like we could qualify at the tournament instead of like doing the online stuff you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah just it was it was an insane story, man. I I finished my second day, you know, I, I, my second class of the day in college on a Thursday. School had just started, and I like hopped in, I went to the airport in Lexington, hopped on a flight. It was actually funny because like the weird thing about the story that I'll tell you is I was flying from Lexington, and my dad's a pilot, so I fly standby, so like you kind of get the remaining seats on the flight. I got the last okay. seat on the flight out of Lexington to Seattle, and if I didn't get Jeez. that seat. There, I wouldn't have went to the tournament. I don't think, because I, you know, oh I would have God. bought a plane, five hundred bucks at least, and yeah. I would have just like skipped the tournament. But I, I got the last seat, and then I went to the tournament. And just, <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just insane. I, I had, uh, I don't know. I was never really known for free for all, but I kind of learned. I was just thinking about free for all my way there, you know, and I kind of like figured out how to play it, I guess. And I started Jeez. doing like really, really good in free for all in the free for alls there, and. Yeah, just somehow pulled it off, man. It was still like a surreal experience and like yeah. unbelievable story that you know, I look back and I, I don't even really like think that it happened, you know, like that is just really weird, yeah. really crazy to think about. 
I, man, it's so crazy how like listening to you and like other pro stories, like how much like kind of natural talent seems to be involved in these stories. Like, of course, you play so much Halo, you grind like forever. So like, you know, your Halo is like ingrained in, in your blood. Like it's like, you know, you know the game really well. But when you talk about like almost not going to the event and then going and winning 200,000, it's like such <laughs> seems kind of like this like lax, like you kind of just you're, you're playing the game and you, oh, it turns out you're winning tournaments. Turns out you're one of the best players in the world. You know, it's like, it's so unreal because like I'm coming into it and I, I was a little late grinding Halo and it's just, it's been kicking my ass, you know, even going back to Halo 3, this game is kicking my ass and like, I love it, it but it's, it's not easy. It's like, a, it's a really tough grind. So to be able to go like, you know, come up on Halo and, and just be so naturally just skilled at Halo and, and have those kinds of experiences at, at events, I'm a little jealous, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that's, you know, it's awesome that you're able to achieve what you did. I got to say though, like 1v1 against Ola for $200,000, you must've been so like, were you nervous? Like, how do you feel on a stage at a 1v1 like that? It was uh, a unique and different experience by far because it, we had the these, for, I think for my first time ever, we had like these big headsets that were all white noise into your, into your heads. It was like a meditative experience almost or something like that. You know, it was Whoa. like it's something that you've never been in before. It was just like you, your own, all you could hear is the Halo game. Like that's it. You know what I right. mean? Damn. So you're just in your own thoughts and like that Halo, like the, the sounds of the map. That's it. Like it was, it was super weird because like the, all those people and all those things are going on around you, but like all you could hear is that 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 uh, you know the white noise really. And it's just you know I, we never really played with white noise before that, and it was just a, a different experience. And yeah, I was I was, I mean I would say I was nervous going up there, but uh, I I calmed myself down like going into that final rematch of that tied one v one for the the sing, you know next kill wins game, and yeah, uh, it just ended up working out. I guess kind of. I honestly Damn choked. Could have had the first kill like easily right when the game like right off the rip, but I, I choked really hard. But then luckily yeah, I still. Got but the I kill, mean, but... yeah, like you made it work, man. And that's that's an interesting thing too. It's like there's so much energy, there's massive audiences watching you. But once you put on those headsets and they block out all sound, it's just like you in the game, and you're able to zone in and make it work. Um, so then Halo Five came around. And uh, and when Halo with Halo Five, you've had a pretty I'd say you had a pretty great career too. But there's it's been tough because like you've been close, so close to the top throughout, but not quite just getting to that top spot. What do you think about Halo Five? Because in the last event for Halo Five, you were on Elevate. It was a bit of a last minute kind of decision, but I'd say that your team kind of underperformed as far as the expectations, like what we had wanted to see from Elevate. What what happened in that last event? And and then we'll get into how you feel about Halo Five as well. <clears throat> Well, yeah, I wouldn't say I had the best career in Halo Five. It was definitely disappointing for me for the most part. Well, I but, mean, yeah, from your perspective, uh, wanting to the last event, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. But going to the last yeah. event, yeah, we were definitely at elevate. We're a minimum top six team. You know, the bracket. It was unfortunate the way the bracket fell to play accelerate. You know, I think we mm -hmm. probably would have got top six if we were on different sides of the bracket. Most likely, you know, at least most likely. I don't want to say anything like hypothetical, but right, you know. Right. It just sometimes it happens like that you know we were we were very very close to beating renegade renegades for you know in the in the pool play match very close like they were a 35 35 game five that where we could have had the advantage you know and uh it just sucks that it fell the way it did you know i think if we had beaten them we probably would have got maybe fourth maybe top six easy you know mm -hmm. um minimum so i don't I, you know sucks the way it happened and then wait what, what was the next question like how do i feel about halo 5 in general 
Yeah. What do you, what'd you think about the title? Just kind of looking back on Halo five now that I, I guess now that it's over. <clears throat> um, yeah. Kind of a tough question. I, I mean, there's so many things to talk about. Like the game itself yeah. is, is solid. I wouldn't say it's like a cousin of Halo rather than like a brother or sister. You know, it's it's not really. Yeah. It's not exactly like Halo, like or at least the Halos that we know of. You know, um, right. It's just. I think like in Halo, even in Halo Four, I think what really I was thinking about it. I think yesterday, what really messes it up is like the clamber and the ability to just all the altitudes to be able to to get around the altitude of the maps so easily you know with spring jump or mm -hmm. or whatever else like that really screws with the game because like and even halo 4 you know on on haven in halo 4 when you're down low on that the bottom part of the map you got to sprint up to the, to the ramp to get up top or you can like yeah. do that that jump but like in, you still got to move around it takes a lot longer but in halo 5 you can just like be anywhere you want at all times and there's just so much out like it takes a lot of Halo, a lot of people don't understand, is like height advantage, like going around controlling power yeah. positions on the map, which yeah. are the high positions. And like, if you if you fall from the height position, then you lose your complete advantage, and you know it, yeah. you can't get immediately back up there. And Halo Five, you know, that kind of screwed it all up. And you know, there's a million things I could talk about with that game. The heavy aim is is, is really unfortunate to experience in the different mm -hmm. sensitivities and whatnot, because the game is definitely more fun on land. And not really an enjoyable yeah. experience online <laughs> but uh I, I will say i was thinking about it when you know the show was on watching the show about 20 minutes ago when you guys were, were talking i really yeah. think the biggest difference between halo 5 and the other classic halos is really the gunplay and mainly the gunplay just like the satisfaction of like aiming your gun at someone and shoot and killing them like mm -hmm. in halo 3 i really i'm satisfied when you know i get one simple kill you know I think most casuals are yeah. as well, but like, and and even in Halo Two, I was playing it like six months ago. You you just zoom in and shoot your BR across the map and like hitting shots, like that's fun as well, you know. And then there's a million other things fun in Halo Halo Two, but it's like it comes down to like that micro fun that you have from the, the small things, just like shooting your gun or just like, you know, moving around, like doing doing those small things, just hitting your shots. I think that's one of the most things fun things about the game, like especially in Halo Three, like it it takes a lot of skill to be like a street on onslaught and shooting someone on the b street across the map it takes a ton of like energy and effort to be able to hit some of those shots you know you have to lead yeah. perfectly you have to know where they're going yeah. like it, yeah. it's hard very hard and that's like one of the big parts of the game and also uh i think when it comes to halo 5 like the skill gap it turned into just like hitting your buttons and sprinting and your movement sprinting around rather than yeah. like the gunplay so like the satisfaction kind of like dropped off in my opinion you know it went from it went from uh gunplay and to like movement and there just isn't really a lot of individual satisfaction you get just from like your own movement if that makes any sense at least that's how i feel yeah i guess it depends on where you derive the satisfaction but as far as like the comparison that you're making between classic and modern halo as it being like a cousin I think you know, like I definitely see where you're coming from, and it's like fundamentally different. Like that high ground power positioning thing that you're talking about in Halo Three is is so crucial. Like think about Construct. Like in Construct, there's only like four ways to get up to the top. You control top. You control those four routes. You, you know what's happening on the map. Like that's that's power weapon, power position control. Yeah. In Halo Five, there's so many ways to get up, and you can do it so quickly. So it completely flips that on its head, and it completely changes the dynamic of competitive play. And I guess yeah, what makes Halo Halo? So I like how you said it's like kind of like a because the game is still good, it's still solid, but it's not 
what Halo was. So we're now in, the, in this interesting kind of position. And yeah, gunplay is kind of, it is like with Halo 3 being so hyper-focused on those core mechanics of shooting, especially with leading your shots, that's all you're thinking about is like how to hit those shots and like, and the skill comes down to like those little micro instances when you manage to land the full burst in a lead versus just like two shots in a lead or whatever it was um versus halo 5 where it's just it snaps on it's like getting a five is is relatively easy but then when it could like the highest level of play is like can you hit that spring jump can you time that thrust perfectly whatever so it could more relies on movement so it's interesting because i personally i i love movement and that's what drew, drew me to halo 5 was that it was so deep in that aspect but looking back on the franchise and the fact that that gunplay was always so important in halo that was that was like the icon of what halo was it, it does feel like it's straight from that path as well so it's tough well, because halo 5 is is actually a pretty quality title but but when it's compared up against what halo was as a legacy it, it's hard for it to be a part of that legacy right yeah i know exactly what you're saying uh you know there is yeah. some good like halo 5 got i think it got it close you know got the formula close but it's just not yeah. there perfectly I'm, I'm gonna bring up mm -hmm. something that my old coach told me because like this is comes from like back in like old bungee developers talking about halo said there's i'm gonna butcher like some of this because i can't i've never seen it and it was just told told it but there's like a triangle of combat that like the developers knew that they needed to have like the exact formula to get the game right so it was always fun and right. satisfying it was like triangle of like grenades shooting and uh uh melees so, like grenades shooting and melees and like as long as you could do all those things yeah. while you were moving and like the game was fun and satisfying you know if, if you screwed that up in any way like it, it kind of messed with the game and like the whole triangle like the formula is like broken and like it just wasn't as good and halo 5 like doesn't really have that you know like it's kind of like the thrust you know and you, the clambering the thrusting and like you can do like things like yy which makes the game a little bit better and, and helps like with your grenades and all that but like it kind of breaks yeah you know the, the the whole triangle and then being able to do all these things while you move and go somewhere it kind of breaks like this i think that is what screws with like the storyline in between fights in a, in a 1v1 mm -hmm. individual battle you have to in halo 3s and other halos like you know you're hiding behind a wall and you're wait and you're you, what you're thinking is oh if this guy you know is this guy about to throw a grenade because i'm one shot and kill me behind this wall should i start moving so if i move he'll see me and he'll shoot me but if he throws a grenade i can move to another position get behind a wall right and like that's like the thinking you know that's the that's the battle right there between yeah. your head and his like is he gonna throw the grenade or not you know what i mean so if he throws a grenade you can you can get away maybe but if he doesn't then you're just gonna die if you, if you pop out so like those are the kind of small things that keep you engaged in the game and just like continue you know like make it fun at all times and just make you never want to like get get away from the game keep you playing all night did you say that that's lost in halo 5 though because i feel like that dynamic still does exist right like kind of encouraging somebody to toss a nade on a challenge or well yeah. grenade hit markers you know what i mean grenade hit markers screw that, with it yeah, a, that a ton. That, like yeah. you know you know you hit the um, too, yeah. <laughs> also just like sprinting away like sprinting or thrust sliding away or just even thrust sliding to people and they're just kind of in a spot where they can't even make a play on you, you know. Mm. And, and, I mean, it could get, it could get a lot deeper with just like the gunplay in Halo Five. That's the other thing about Halo Five that I don't like is just like even with sniper, like you can do all the crazy stuff you want, and it still just doesn't hit that that feeling that you get from other Halos. You know, it just doesn't like. Yeah, it's just that sticky aim, man. They increased it like what ten percent or whatever, like ten fifteen percent. 
the magnetism. Like, in no scoping magnetism. Halo 3 is really hard. Yeah. Yeah, the magnetism. Yeah. The in Halo 2, no scoping, man, it's unheard of, like, 20 meters away or 10 meters away. Like, you, you don't no scope yeah. people in Halo 2. It's, like, right in your face, yeah. basically. And just, um, yeah, I think it's just that that satisfaction of hitting hitting good good shots is, is gone. Halo 5. So that's it, actually, with, like, a really... With, yeah. I, that's actually a really important part of it then, because I, I think, yeah, what's kind of lost in Halo 5 is the depth of the gunplay, right? Because they added so much depth and movement, and for some people that's exciting, like I like that, but the depth of the gunplay isn't really there. It's not, you know, in, in Halo 3, there's so much that goes into hitting every single shot. Even in Halo 2, you had aspects of gunplay like the BXR and the double shot with the BR that had it. That, that had its own depth, its own mechanics related to it, but that was specific to shooting, right? So I think what the next Halo would have to get right is just the satisfaction of hitting your shots, the depth of gunplay, but then if they enhance movement too much, it's hard to have that depth, right? Because the reason why we have this magnetism yeah. is because people can jump around and thrust around so fast. So they had to kind of, I guess, yeah. you know, lower the skill gap on hitting your standard shots. So it's interesting then, because that means that maybe, yeah, they do, yeah, like, let's say they point. take out sprint, they have some depth in mechanics, and they improve the depth in the gunplay, you can still advance movement, but you just can't advance it too much so that people, like, can't hit anything, and it's, like, ridiculous. There's a, there's a middle ground there that needs to be hit, at yeah. least. There is something that needs to improve in gunplay. Yeah, you're right about that, 100. Yeah. percent Like it is hard. You know, if they if it was too easy to, or too hard to snipe in Halo Five, it might be too hard to snipe people sprinting around. You know, I mean, maybe like I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe they could ground, still, yeah. like a mm. middle ground, or at least like make it customizable for the competitive. Yeah, part of the uh, part. Of, you know, Cause I, in my opinion, I, I I see it as like two different kind of communities, and like, yeah, you know, casual and competitive community. Yeah. There's gonna be a line drawn somewhere, somehow between them, you know. And as long as the game's fun, in my opinion, the competitive community will will prosper. It will be huge, and that's what we need. To, that's what we need. We need popularity in the competitive community. Yeah, it's fun. And I think it's just, this, yeah. the casual is always gonna be the casual, and they're not gonna really care about the competitive unless they get drawn into it somehow. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's why I was thinking about that. You know, in the conversation with Veli. If whether or not, you know, there should be a competitive mode that is open to changes and that, you know, that's a direct conversation between the pro players, the competitive community and the developers. And, and yes, you know, that could split the community in a way because it's different than, I guess, the, the other casual side of the game. But then you get a game that is like built for competitive play that that you know makes the most sense in that aspect but yeah like in the end of the day it just it needs to feel fun to play and i think a, a big a big reason why people aren't experiencing that fun might come down from come down or i guess come from sorry the uh, the core mechanics and gunplay just gunplay is not it's not as rewarding as it used to be it's not as you know challenging just yeah. the specific aspect of hitting shots well that right they that get that right it'll help the casual community that's the thing you know the casual community they're forced will, to it but They'll be better off too. Yeah. They'll probably have more fun. The game will be bigger if that's if that's better for the casual community. In my opinion. I mean, yeah. that's that's just like the the feeling that I get from the casual people that I personally know that I don't know online or anything. Just the people that I personally know that played Halo and just didn't really play a lot of like other Halo, like Halo Four and Halo Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it, it is interesting that there is a community being built around Halo 5 uh, like for that does like there are casuals that are pleased playing Halo 5 even with the ground pound the Spartan charge you know what I mean there's like this new community that 343 has brought in of people who like to sprint they like those aspects but then you know not even that I think that that should be there but it's there is that community people are like oh I you know I like ground pounding I like Spartan charging so they, they've also invited that in too and I wonder what's going to happen in, in that regard I don't even know where I'm going well, with that point right there but <laughs> I, I want to yeah. go there real quick I, I mean if you were a new younger kid, like eight years old to like 14 or right. like 15 or something, and you're, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of the pro, like a lot of the new age pros in Halo 5, you know, played it, played their, it was their first Halo or, you know, at least yeah. one of their first Halos. And, you know, they may like that stuff, but who's to say that they wouldn't like like a, a right. mixed version of classic Halo? You know what I mean? Who's yeah. to say they wouldn't like yeah. a lot of that, of that part of the game? Like, you, you don't, you don't know, yeah. you know? Um, I did, you know, Ground Pound was kind of cool you know it, there was kind of like a triangle or maybe more like a pentagon of like abilities in, in halo 5 that were kind of yeah. like balanced kind of made it satisfying but it also kind of like took away from competitiveness in, in a lot of ways and it was kind of hard to incorporate that and balance it all out and have it all be competitive and satisfying at the same time so yeah i don't know man it's it's this is a it's big a argument struggle. that a lot of people are having yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah the only thing that i hope is yeah, yeah. I mean, all I hope in the end of the day is that we just have some more positivity as a community. And I think seeing Halo 3 come back has been bringing back a lot of positivity in a lot of ways. So I think that's an exciting thing. Just having people getting hype about Halo in some ways is what our community needs. Uh, so a lot of things have changed recently. As you know, you know, UGC has an awesome 4v4 event coming up focused on Halo 3. Halo 3 is now the main focus as far as Halo goes. What do you think of this change? I, I'm sure you've been grinding the hell out of Halo 3. What do you think of the recent changes? Are you competing, by the way? Are you going to the, the 4v4? Uh, yeah, I'm competing and going to the 4v4. But Let's go. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Like, you know, yeah, what? I'm, I'm basically, would it be safe to say that Halo 3 was at the the peak of Halo was Halo Three in like 2010 in MLG. You know, oh, easy popularity, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Storylines, all that. Like, it was the best yeah. back then. You know, I was I was in the middle of it. I know, <laughs> like, you know, being at TLN and practicing all the time. You know, we we actually had the opportunity because of how big Halo was to to be able to to put all of our energy into practicing Halo almost all the time. That's literally what I did in yeah. high school on the weekends. You know. I was split between high school and doing that. And, you know, there was money to be made there. And really, I, I mean, I love to see it back. I actually, I really do. It's even more of a fun game on land. You know, I think everybody going to the tournament yeah. realizes that that's, that's one of the best things is just to be able to play on land. And what I'm really hoping for is for Halo three to be bigger than Halo five was like almost, you know, that would be amazing to see, like bigger than it was right when Halo Five dropped. I think it has the potential to do that. I wouldn't say it's impossible, you know. I d definitely think like I'm getting texts from like I'm on Facebook getting messages from like people I used to play with that are they like, haven't touched yeah. Halo in forever. I'm like, trying to come back yeah. and like I'm on my statuses on my comments like Are you playing again? Like Can I play with you? All, like all this kind of stuff. Like people like playing that game, and you know who's to say that some new age people that didn't used to play back then wouldn't like it as well. You know, I really want to see it get as big as possible. And also, I want, you know, if we have the numbers there, I think if we can get the numbers and the popularity there, 
then the storylines lines will come and then the money will come because we really need the money in the prize pool and the money around the hype yeah. the hype around the event yeah. and stuff to be able to have the top players and the top like, amateurs and all that be able to dedicate more time to practicing and competing and actually make it something that's like you know because back in the halo 4 agl days like late halo reach like it mm. kind of was just a joke it was kind of like a local land tournament no one was really practicing yeah. much like just kind of yeah. for fun just on we didn't even get paid for a year after the agls like it's just yeah, the agl sound rough man yeah all i know is we, if we want to see halo be its biggest we need the money in the prize pool to be there so like people like lunch and roy can come back and, and work less yeah. at their jobs and, and be able to practice more and all these other ex-pros and all this stuff all these older people we need like if, if we want to make it bigger you know, we need to have like the size of a prize pool, like it was like a year ago in Halo Five. You know, mm. but that, yeah. that's the no, that's the do. hope. We need... I hope we can do that. But but like that's just saying I mean... that's what we need. You know, we need to be able to like all a lot of pros currently are worrying like how are we gonna, you know, support ourselves, like pay rent, like live. You know, how are we gonna be able to do this with Halo Three right now? Like we don't we don't know, but we want. We want definitely we want to be able to do that because we all enjoy playing this game and I think a lot of people really in the world want to see it be as big as possible. Yeah, man. I, I like, think even, uh, even you're somebody, right though a lot. What's sorry that? for interrupting. Like, even someone someone told me on Facebook, man. He's like, I, you know, I can't come back in this. Like they announce a circuit for it. You know what I mean? I can't like yeah. I, I don't want to come back in this. Now it's like more money and it's like a circuit. Like right. So that's really the goal. And I, I, that's something I'm hoping we can achieve. Halo 3. I mean, yeah, like if it, if it brings life back to Halo and Halo is popular again as a result, then I think that would be amazing. And, and you're right, it needs that. I think people are kind of on the fence. They're like, is this just nostalgia right now? Is it going to phase out? Are we going to last a year, two years? Who knows how long it is till Infinite? I think there's a lot kind of riding on that UGC event, right? Because we if we have this event and it's insanely competitive, it's insanely hyped. There's like tons of clips that are generated. I'll I'm gonna have to try to like analyze stuff and make stuff as hype as possible, right? Like if there's enough people talking about that event, it might set a precedent going into more competition and more events. And I mean, all we have announced right now is just that in G4G. But but hopefully there's more. Hopefully we get more events and and you know more incentive for people to continue playing. Having Roy come back and stream that was amazing. That first stream, him popping off like that was insane. Having other big pros in person, even neighbor streaming, Flame Sword streaming, Maniac streaming, like considering things like competition stuff like that. I think that that's that's so amazing for the community. So whatever whatever can happen to incentivize that that type of uh, you know participation would be so huge for sure. And uh, and actually just to 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 continue with this dude you are insane at halo 3 by the way tony we have a clip that i want to showcase uh that you can put up on the screen but man so some of the clips that you're hitting this is just one guys you can go to ace's twitter and check out like just the series of awesome clips this guy's been posting this is just one that i i retweeted recently uh tony you can show it right now you know you know where i'll be straight double 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 where where triple flag flag don't kill him don't kill him i'm not i'm not he's one he's, he's one. Oh my god dude no way that wasn't an over. I don't know. Here we go. All right, give me, give me. Oh, he's right there, in the corner. Over, over. Hey, look B, look B, look B. He's weak basement. Oh, he went basement, dude. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Jeez, dude. 
just like relentlessly beating them down in their spawns. First of all, like what's your, what's your sensitivity? Is there like a, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the best sense is in this game. Is, is there like a unanimously agreed upon like sensitivity or like general like range in sensitivity that everybody's working with right now? What about you? Um, I like with the uh, sensitivity changes that they added, I'm, I'm messing around with my sensitivity, trying to figure out like what is actually the best for this game. Yeah, what there's I, so much know. now. Yeah. I think Halo 3 was always a game for me that I was like warming up with. You know, I, I would always like warm up on a higher sense and go down to a lower or something like that. So it like felt slower because I feel like that's what happened with Halo 3 is like you, like calibrate your sense almost. And like I go from a really low sense and play something like I was just playing like yesterday and felt fine with it. It's like feels like 10 cents for me for like a, at least a couple like an hour or two, you know. But uh, I think I'm about I think I two point two two point five or three horizontal, like three. 3.5 or maybe four vertical also i think it depends on the server you know i think a better server that yeah. you're faster faster sensitivity it's kind of how it always was in, in online halo but you know about three four five acceleration right now i'm floating around about like two 2.5 horizontal 3.5 vertical and like two acceleration or three acceleration something like that yeah it changes yeah, so all the time. you're a little higher on the vertical than the horizontal because eh? i'm getting the sense that vertical seems to be a little higher like or, or feels like it needs to be a little higher, at least when I'm playing, and I'm I'm nowhere near as good as you guys. Uh, yeah, that's kind of something I didn't even really ever think about back in the old Halos. You know, they didn't. Yeah. Know what your horizontal? There's just one number or anything or vertical. <laughs> but yeah, I, I could, obviously I think there's benefit to having a higher vertical sensitivity, just in general, because because of what you need sometimes to like look up when someone's right above you or right below you. You know, it just helps out mm -hmm. if you can be able to control that and be able to like look down or up faster because it's more important than horizontally when you're just strafing and you know, you don't really have to look too much to the left or right horizontally and like quick 180 or 90 degree movements. Yeah. But vertically, you know, vertically, you need like those larger 90 degree movements and whatnot. Yeah. One of the big things about that clip as well is just the amount of prediction that you're able to have, just kind of like knowing where enemies are going to be. You're tossing nades perfectly where you expect enemies to be, finishing them off with a headshot. And then the spawns too, like the second set of spawns, like did, did you know that it was going to happen that way? Or it's just, it seems like the team influence spawn is just so heavily weighted because you're literally like looking at their spawns and they're spawning in front of you and you're finishing them off. And then you move over to the next site after. Um, like well, how did you know to do that and not switch too? I don't know the exact formula for the spawns on Onslaught, but we always, all the pros kind of knew in general that, like, if you if they died around the B side of the map, then they usually would spawn around the A side of the map, almost no matter right. what. Um, You know, it, it wasn't 100%. Like I said, there's, like, other people on the map and your team influencing spawns and mating or whatever influencing spawns. But, yeah, like, that yeah. that was a custom, you know, go on top of the box when they're spawning up. Like, everyone everyone knows, almost everyone that plays competitively knows to do that. It's, like, one of the best spots to be when they're all spawning up underneath you. And, uh, yeah, just kind of, like, just habit to be able to, like, go from the B side of the map, uh, B side of the base to yeah. the A side, top of the box, just spawn kill, and then do the same thing if they spawn on the other side. Yeah, some of the biggest things you need to take note of. So yeah, even just your positioning, getting on top of that box and being in like the perfect position to take advantage of all of those kills. And then knowing after you got down there, 
that you're going to influence the spawns on the other side, rotating over and starting to toss nades and get ready for the other side and just dominating that map essentially. So awesome play from you. I also, there's one thing that I do with all the pro players that I interview and I take a look at their controller. I was wondering if you could showcase, do you have your controller around? We can take a look and see what kind of controller. And then what are your, what is your settings for Halo 5? And then we'll talk about Halo 3 as well. It's just a regular hey. white scuff controller. I don't play with any paddles in Halo nice. 3. Play bumper, play bumper okay. jumper. Uh, yeah, play bumper jumper. And that's the controller I use. It's a scuff. You know, I haven't even tried a, an elite or anything else in Halo Five or in Halo yeah. Three. Oh, I'm actually curious to how that would play out. Um, but yeah, in Halo, in Halo yeah. Five, my settings were honestly, I, I probably shouldn't have played these settings. I don't think because I kind of had a struggle like holding the left side of my controller. But I would have an A A paddle on the left and an an X uh-huh. paddle on the left as well, left side of my my scuff. So I'd have two paddles for on the left, and nothing thrusting, on the right, right? for sprinting and, and thrusting. And I really needed it for yeah. like the stabilizing. I was just never a fan of auto stabilizing. I don't know. I kind of like jumping yeah. and shooting at people. They didn't see me. I didn't really want to stabilize right. and zoom in. But yeah, there's. I think there was an advantage in auto stabilizing in Halo Five sometimes. You know. But yeah, regardless, yeah. those are my settings, and you know, it's just kind of what I got used to and never really wanted to get off of. Halo 5 is is another beast in all its different settings and all the different things you can yeah. play and like actually have to work because there's just so many different abilities and buttons to press. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I with the settings that you had for Halo 5, I actually agree with that on the left-hand side, like thrust and sprint, that makes sense for me. Like I'm rocking the same type of thing with bumper jumper. And then the right side, that would be, I guess, where you would have switch weapons reload. But if you're clawing and you know, or if you can hit those with your thumb, it's not as necessary maybe, but, uh, sounds like a pretty sick setup. Uh, so yeah, so overall, I mean, you know, just awesome to see you competing in halo three. It's great that we're back with halo three. And now we've got a bit of a hiatus, you know, getting over between halo three now and then halo infinite. Is there anything like, maybe we'll just say a couple things just to close out the, the interview here, but any, any things that you think would need to be in halo infinite for esports, like moving forward, just, uh, a couple of things that you think like Halo Infinite would have to have to succeed. Good question. You know, three four three started listening yeah. and started doing a lot of the things that that we need. I mean, I'm collecting succeed. a whole just like there's just like documented from every single interview. I'm asking like, what are some things you'd like to see in Halo Infinite? And then everybody's, you know, maybe I'll just compare them all together and we'll see what everybody's saying. Yeah. Well, number one, satisfying gunplay, or just like satisfying gameplay or gunplay whatever you want to whatever you want to take away from yeah. that you know just just you know even it's still easy for people in social like social games to to be able to have fun with the gunplay and like halo 3 and whatnot even though it's like a little bit harder you know um i that's a tough question man we're, we're pretty much going the way we need to you know with spectator mode and theater and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hopefully, Halo Infinite Online is less, you know, has less variety with like the sensitivity problems and the online problems, the registration and yeah, you know, like shots yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'd want to say, I'd, I'd want to say uh, to take a step back on the movement for sure, or the abilities and everything combined. Um, I think it was kind of getting too crazy. You know, a lot of the. A lot of the Call of Duty people complained when I forgot what Call of Duty was, maybe like Advanced Warfare or something, when you could do like the double jump yeah. and everyone was just double jumping yeah. around like really high up in the air like all the time, like 
movie to the right or left. Pretty wild, and I, I think that kind of took took away like the wall run. I don't know if they like the wall, like wall running, like it kind of takes away from like, yeah, got ran, pretty like adds more randomness, more randomness so yeah. you can flank around like all these places. Kind of just be, it's just more random. I think we need just strict like it, it, the game needs to be more of like a chess game and rather than like a, just a random, you know, bingo game. And uh, as long as we can focus on that, like I think it'll be a good solid game. Yeah. Yeah, I think really just the biggest thing, and you had already said it earlier, but was just, you know, improving gunplay, making gunplay as satisfying as possible. And sometimes that means that you would have to, you know, pull away from some of the aspects of movement in order to make gunplay as satisfying and as rewarding as possible. So I think whatever they can do to make that work and make that fun, and if that means that they have to, you know, remove some aspects or, or like tone down some aspects of movement, then, you know, that that's that would be how, how it would have to be, you know. So I, I think that that was a great point that you brought up about gunplay. That needs to be consistent throughout Halo titles. Of course, continuing with everything they have with esports, spectator mode, just keep it going. Uh, and hopefully we get an amazing title. Hopefully it comes within the next year or two years. Hopefully it's sometime soon. Uh, but in the process, in the meantime, we're going to have Halo 3. In the meantime, we're going to keep trying to build this hype, build back the community that was once just so, you know, amazing, so dominant back in 2010, 28, or 2008. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm so happy it's to see possible. you on the grind. And, yeah, I think it's possible, too. And, I mean, you're streaming. You're, you're constantly streaming and building up that following, putting up some awesome clips on Twitter, which I'm going to have to take a closer look at and hopefully break down as well. And, you know, all the other big pros are doing that. So, I think that, you know, this is the best time. If there was ever a time for Halo 3 to, you know, for Halo at all, like to just be back on the map, I think this is the biggest moment to, you know, to grab that and that opportunity and, and really show the world what Halo 3 is all about. I think this is it. So I want to say that it's, it's, it's felt like at least that it's bigger than it was a year, two, three years ago. Like the last three years, I feel like it's bigger now than it was then. Like no joke. Like, yeah, like we got more consistent viewers on Twitch right now watching Halo Three than we did watching Halo Five two years ago, you know, two and a half years yeah. ago. And that's it a feels long like time the beginning, of, like when Halo Five first came out. Like we have a new game or something almost. Yeah, yeah it does, and uh, that's just the beginning. Like, the word hasn't even spread that much, and I think, you know, it could. Like a lot of people are like, "Hey, maybe I have to get an Xbox and play Halo Three again because I miss it so much." Yeah, you know. Yeah, like I see it. I, I think this first event. Media. Yeah, I, I think this UGC event is really going to set a hell of a precedent. I think, you know, seeing you there and, and having a lot of top tier pros competing, some of the biggest teams going up against each other and then just building tons of awesome content from that event, I think that would set an amazing precedent. So you guys keep grinding, keep picking up, you know, viewers, putting up hype clips, and then we have that awesome event and and hopefully things explode from there. Hopefully we have a massive thriving Halo community and, and we build things up for Halo Infinite Strong, right? So... Uh, so man yeah. yeah thank you so much for joining me that that covers everything i wanted to talk about today uh where can we find you online <clears throat> uh well at mlg ace on twitter is right there underneath and then i have an instagram at aaron ace elam uh and then my twitch is ace tv and i'm streaming pretty much every single night on there and hopefully streaming uh during the day as well here soon i fix the schedule but yeah so I'll be on almost every single day doing that. I really want to. I just want to say I really want to see Halo Three. You know, I want. I want to see this UG event, UGC event, be huge. You know, I want to see fifty thousand viewers watching the finals at least. You know, yeah. I want to see be be as big as it can get. I want to. You know, I'm going to do my best to to spread the word about the donation, the crowdfunding donation uh, link on, on UGC. You know, I, w I want the the prize pool to be as big as possible. I want. 
as many people watching it as possible. I want as many people interested, you know, because I do feel like Halo 3 is a very fun game to watch competitively, like on a, at a land tournament. And when it comes down to yeah. it comes down to like the top six, top eight teams, like that's interesting. It's something interesting to watch, like on a Sunday, you know. And I mean, yeah. I would pay money to watch that, honestly. If I wasn't wasn't a pro yeah. player, if I wasn't playing, I'd pay money to watch that. It's better than a movie, in my opinion, you know. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it has the potential to be big, man. Like as long as like everybody in the community does their part, spreads the word, plays, and, and stays interested, you know, I think I think we can do it because I want to see more events after this. You know, I, I want to see Halo Three last for a while because you know, really, I think. <laughs> Going thinking back to like the, the 2009, 2010, or 2008, nine, and ten years, they really were a special time in a, a lot of people's lives. I think that like went to MLGs and stuff like that. Like everybody had fun doing that. Like going to MLGs yeah. back then and, and eating at those tournaments, like 256 teams, like had all the sponsors. Like that was really the golden age of Halo. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Like we had Stride, Hot Pockets, Doritos, like all at the same time. Like it's amazing, man. If we, <laughs> well, get, if we, if we can get that again. If we can get that again, you know, if we can get the popularity there, you know, uh, yeah. then could bring in sponsors and, and people that want to increase the, the, the money in, in Halo, Halo 3 and hopefully something great. And also build our community going into the next Halo because that's also very important as well. Like, look at Smash. Like, look, that game is how old? Like, th- there's no excuse, man. The game's so old it's and it's bigger than ever. Right? It's, not, it's yeah. probably bigger than ever. At least it was like a year ago. Like, It's, it's the biggest it's Smash title. Possible. I'd say it's the most popular. Melee is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the most. Fun. Yeah, I'd man. rather watch melee than any Smash game if I was at a tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. And and honestly, I, I think you have an amazing mindset. I I really hope that other pros adopt that mindset. Is just like do whatever you can to push this, to push the game that you're pass- passionate about, and to show that support and try to make it as big as possible. Hit 50, 60, 100,000 viewers, whatever we can do to make that explode and put Halo back on the map. I think if other pros like Roy and Snipegun, everybody's adopting that mindset that you have, I really think that it could come back. We could have like a whole resurgence in Halo and it would be amazing bringing it up to Halo Infinite and having that be a huge title. So, uh, so man, I love it. Keep on the grind, please. <laughs> yeah. Let's pray, yeah. man. Let's hope it happens. I really want to see it. No? Yeah. All right, man. Well, Thank you for coming by. Thank you for talking to me and talking about Halo and the future of this franchise, man. I, I'm excited to see you on the grind. I'm excited to see you at UGC St. Louis. It's going to be a hype event. It's going to kick off the year, and uh, I'll see you there, man. Have a good night. You too, man. I want to say thank you very much for having me and thanking me, putting me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Have a great night. No problem, man. See you around. All right, guys, that closes off the interviews for today. Tony, I know I got announcements I got to make. All right, we also have a pass. Like I said, we're giving away a free pass at the end of the show, and it is the end of the show. But, uh, yeah, there it is one one more time. Am I doing it right now, or do you want my announcements first? I could do – so there's two things, two uh, amazing individuals I'd like to announce. I was just talking to Ace about how hype – this, this event is going to be how hype it has to be to be successful. we got two individuals who are going to bring so much hype to this event. The first one is Lottie, who is, has been announced to be hosting. There you go. There's Lottie on screen right there. Lottie's been doing amazing things. I hope I get to talk to her on this show because her hosting has been unreal. Like every single one of these events, she's just killing it. She's running it. And it's so nice to have a female on the team as well. There just aren't enough females, just like, you know, powerful females in gaming. And I think she's really, she's doing an amazing job there. So Lottie is going to bring us some hype, bring us the show as a host for the UGC event. And the second individual I'd like to announce is Bravo coming on as a caster we got the bravo 
uh, image right there. Bravo looking awesome. Of course, Bravo being a huge name in Halo. He's been casting all the big Halo events coming back for the UGC St. Louis event would be awesome as well. And I hope to have him on the show to give some of his opinions. I think he might be coming by a little closer to the event. So stay tuned for that. But that closes out our two big announcements to look forward to. And of course, lastly, we have the team pass. We're going to put up the code. Tony, you got the code. Hope you guys are ready. Get your keyboards out. There you go. Halo 3 VIP. Get yourself over to visit uh, ugcstore.gg and you can enter this code right now. You got to be quick, guys. If you're watching on Mixer currently, then you might have an advantage, guys. Uh, that's one thing I probably should have said at the beginning of the show. Watch it on Mixer and then you get uh, a little bit of a, a latency advantage because they, the you know it happens almost immediately after I talk. It appears on your screen. So anyway, that's the code. That's what you want to type in to get yourself a free pass and, and you can enter this tournament. You can be part of the biggest event on uh on you know in halo and this is the biggest thing around coming in 2019 guys this is what's kicking off the year and you can be a part of it for free so go grab that and then tony i see we got a reminder on the qualifiers the qualifiers for this event for the ugc two or 4v4 event are coming up this weekend on saturday so we got wait, friday seven o'clock cst saturday 12 noon cst you can be a part of the 4v4 single elimination best of three qualifiers for UGC St. Louis. So take advantage of these opportunities, guys. Start competing. Get ready for this awesome event. At this point, we, you know, there's just so much to look forward to. And it's just so nice to be able to talk to everybody and ramp it up to uh to these amazing events going onwards in Halo. At this point, I've taxed myself out, guys. I've tired myself out on these interviews. But thank you so much for joining us on HCS Weekly once again. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week with some more.